All right, what's happening, y'all? Welcome back to the Gymnazo podcast. I've got Asher Clark. I'm saying that right, Asher Clark, with us here today. That's right, yeah. Hello, hello. Right How are we all? Co-founder of Vivo Barefoot. Um, super stoked for this conversation, man. I think I started wearing Vivos about four, four or five years ago uh, when I first started dabbling in like intentional minimalist footwear. And uh, since then, we've, we've put them on all of our coaches' feet, and they swear by them. It's like the only thing they wear now. I think I'm up to like 15 or 20 pairs. It's ridiculous. I have a whole closet like dedicated to, to the yeah, barefoot yeah. space. Um, and then all of our athletes, too. Oh, it's true. It's like an addiction. It, it fits yeah. so right. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hearing about how you guys started uh, Vivo Barefoot. I think you guys started back in the, the early 2000s. And uh, just kind of your journey into, into shoemaking. It sounds like you've been, you've been at it for a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, um, I'm originally from the, from, the, from the Clark's shoe family, seventh generation, um, but didn't, didn't, didn't uh, grow up on the factory floor, if you like. My dad was um, never in the business. Um, so it's, we, we often laugh about how I became a shoe dog. I don't know if I'm a shoe dog yet, maybe soon. <laughs> Um, I guess it was kind of in my genes or skipped a couple of generations, but, um, so yeah, I mean, I got, I, I, I got into shoes like in around 20, um, when was it? Yeah. Like 2022, no, sorry. 20, 2002. Wow. It shows how old I'm <laughs> 2002, which is a long time ago. Now went to London college of fashion did um did uh product design for the fashion industry majored in shoes um and it did just the penny dropped you know i was into i was as a, as a kid i was always into sport and skateboarding and that kind of like intersection and performance and functionality and shoes kind of seemed to tick that box um so yeah went on a big went on a big shoe journey um, in, in fashion and sports and kind of really learned my trade as a, as a designer, working as a freelancer for lots of different brands. Um, meanwhile, if we, we can probably go back there, but skip forward to how Vivo started. Vivo, Vivo Barefoot, um, you know, actually isn't a new idea. You could say it's, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of years old because all we're trying to do is make um, as little shoe as possible because... You know, your feet have all the technology you need, which we will also touch on. Um, but it was actually the, um, the the concept came from a childhood friend of of my business partner and my cousin and the CEO of Vivo, Galahad Clark. Um, and, and, and the guy was called Tim Brennan. He was at the Royal College, which is a famous art, um, uh, art and design college in London. Um, and he was a tennis player, actually. His dad was an Alexander Technique teacher and Tim kept twisting his ankle. So he was wearing his, his built up traditional cushy sneakers, you know, that we, we were born and raised on through the 80s and all the fancy underfoot technology. Um, and he just kept, he just, in his lateral tennis game, he just kept rolling his ankle off the top of, off the top of, off the top of the sole there. So the, the, the very first pair of Vivos was when he took a bread knife to the bottom of his, his, his um, I won't mention the brand, um, but he took a bread knife to the bottom of one of the big four brands, took the sole off, stitched on a, um, a tennis racket cover, and there were the first Vivos. So effectively a sneaker with a very, very thin sole. Um, he took the crazy idea to my equally crazy cousin who thought it was an amazing idea 
um, and the first pair of Evos was a, was was a uh, uh, um, basically the shape of his feet. It had a zip around the upper because you had to zip the soles off and on and off because they kept wearing out. Skin tight, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. They were um, a second skin. Um, and uh, that's when it actually started in 2004. It kind of it kind of bubbled along as a bit of a side project. And um, we I, I didn't actually probably get involved till about five years, um, five years later. And um, yeah, it was, you know, instinctively, we, we, we grew up down in South Devon, kind of kicking around in the, on the beach when your kids were bare feet. So instinctively, it felt right. Um, and, um, and, and that's really where the very long journey began. That's wild to think about, just slicing off a bottom of a shoe and putting on a, on a tennis, tennis racket cover. How did, how did it work out? Yeah, 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 it's no, like, so I, oh, this is the right idea. We got to dive deep into this. Yeah, so he kind of, yeah, he realized, so you probably know a bit about the Alexander technique, but it's, it's very kind of postural, kind of based, foundational based kind of practice. And um, he kind of then realized it, it was having a significant effect um, and, and, and it felt right and deep dived into it. And so the first thing he, he was looking at was, was your, your feet have exactly the same amount of nerve endings in as your hands. Your feet are made to feel, your hands are made to feel. Um, and, and your brain needs all of that information for a reason, right? Um, it's, it's part, part of the um, proprioceptive, system, proprioceptive system. And, um, you know, with kinematics and kinetics, shapes and forces, um, when your brain gets all that information, it knows where to put everything in the right place so, you don't, so, it's, so it's efficient and you don't get injury. So he kind of did some of that early research um, and then came up with some hooky, hooky shoes. Um, and... Um, and and um and yeah that was it it was it was no one knew how profound it was at the time but you know now there's about 90 people in our business getting up early and going to bed late thinking about it dreaming about it and um trying to change the shoe industry yeah i love i love the message you guys send too it's about like reclaiming your feet you know instead of putting them into this giant glove or this giant coffin and saying yeah we'll see you never you know this is a weird thing with feet. People are like, oh, put your feet away, especially in America. I don't know about you guys, but uh, you get your feet shown yeah, yeah. and you're not at the beach. You know, you're just walking around town or you're at the park or something and somebody sees your feet like, oh, get, get something on top of those. Uh, Do you guys face a lot of that with, you know, yeah, in, yeah. in the creation of Vivo? Yeah, I mean, look, it's the, you know, the unfashionable foot, right? I mean, you know, for... There's, there's a handful of reasons why we think that shoes became shoe-shaped and not foot-shaped. But, but, you know, when, when modern, you know, when modern um, urban humans, of which we all are, um, grew up, you know, we were used to these nice symmetrical kind of shapes. And when you pick them up and you look down and you kind of, it's that kind of um, cultural kind of cognitive dissonance of, you know, you want a nice, thin, symmetrical-looking shape. But actually, a healthy... Um, functioning foot is far from it so yeah we've got in in the west we do have a bit of a weird thing about feet and um and it makes it challenging right the the um to make wide flat foot shaped shoes um, um uh, appeal to people um particularly with particularly with women honestly and, and or kind of fashionistas originally but 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 now we're moving you know fast into a kind of space of 
the importance of health and well-being and and comfort um, and all of that good stuff. Um, it's uh, and 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 you know optimizing for, uh, personal performance and things like that. It's, it's definitely an easier conversation or an easier thing to kind of um, put, put um, get people's head around, right? Yeah, I, I I work on a lot of people's feet pretty much every single day. You know, they, hey, yeah. take your shoes off. And I'm like, take your shoes off. What do you want to see? I'm like, well, yeah. kind of see your feet so I can tell you how the rest of your body is going to end up working together. And, yeah. and a lot of times it's kind of a, yeah. this click of confusion of like, why are you going to look at my feet? And, you know, they've got back problems or shoulder problems or knee stuff going on. You know, a lot of times somebody has some foot stuff too, like plantar fasciitis or bunions or heel spurs, things that just yeah. build up over time. And um, a lot of times when we don't have a foot issue, we're thinking it's like, oh, our back is our low back or our shoulder is our shoulder. We need exercises to fix these things when it really comes down to the foundation that could be the, the root of the issue. Yeah, right? and it's amazing. Yeah, and it's an amazing point that, I mean, is, is, is that when you have a shoulder issue, when you've got an arm issue, or if you've had your hat, arm in a cast or whatever the you know it's not uncommon train of thought to go right i've got to remobilize this i've got to rebuild it i've got to rehab that part of my body but the the, the reality as you well know is that feet are the foundation of that whole kinetic chain in 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 in, um, in movement and so if you've got weak um, ill-adapted feet at a foundational level then you're going to get problems further up the chain but it's something that is um is really new to people, you know, and, and you encounter that every day when people when when you ask people to take their shoes off and you look at they probably look at you like you got some kind of weird foot fetish. <laughs> I do. I do have a foot fetish. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, love working on feet. It does it reveals so much about somebody's movement. And you know, if somebody's got poor movement, typically they've they've got some poor foot health because a lot of our movement yeah. takes place when we're upright, when we're standing or squatting down or lunging for something, reaching for something and a lot of times we find that once we've got a healthy foundational foot established, it turns into a healthy movement, which then is a happy person and a healthy person that turns into a, uh, a healthy, happy community because everybody's moving better and feeling better. And it started with a lot of times starts with their feet. So I want yeah. to thank you. I mean, thank you guys over at Vivo because it's made our job a lot more fun uh, and opened up a lot of conversations about anatomy and physiology and um, yeah. not just treating, you know, that, that one to two hours in the gym as you're training, but now they leave the gym in their Vivo barefoots and they're going, they're getting extra reps. You know, every step becomes a rep towards more sustainability or longevity and, and ultimately vitality in their, in their life. And, uh, it's, yeah. it really does come down to that. Every step yeah. is a, is a rep and with a poor step, you've got poor, poor reps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that too. You know, it's like, um, is that you? You, it's the gym. It's the gym in, you know, the, the the gym in your shoe. You know, when you step off the yoga mat or when you step out of training, you know, if you're wearing the right shoes or if you're wearing no shoes, there's no reason why, um, you know, your, your feet are always going to be stronger, healthier, and in better shape. The less crap you put around them. <laughs> it's such a weird thought. You know, all the all the research seems to. I don't even know if there is real research that shows that you know wearing. Uh, cushioned or padded shoes actually leads to less injury. I think it's actually the opposite now that we're getting more and more studies uh, looking at minimalist style training. Uh, what do you say yeah. to people who are like, um, you know, my, my doctor, or my health professional said I need to wear orthotics or arch supports and I need to have as much cushion to support my feet because of my, my bunions or because of my, my ankle pain. What do you say to somebody like that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, there is, in fact, a lot of, um, there's a growing body of research in, in the opposite direction. And we, we kind of joked the other day that kind of, you know, if you're putting two million years of evolution up against 50 years of, of, of shoe design, like, frankly, the best bit of technology that ever went in a shoe was a foot. Right. And it's pretty hard to, to kind of to kind of argue with that. So if anyone should be proving the point, it should be coming from the padded kind of, um, you know, underfoot technology world. Um, so, yeah, what do I what, what do I say to that? I mean, the, 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 the truth is, is 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 um, first principles, you know, is is um, is uh, and, and, and frankly, we're moving into that health and wellness space where we're all taking charge of our own health. And the foundation of that kind of thinking is pretty first principle stuff is the more natural you do stuff, it tends to be better from a foundation perspective, sleeping with in circadian rhythm, you know, being, being less stressed, spending time, more time in nature, eating seasonally, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, we've, we we're effectively very, we're the same, body that we were um you know many 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 generations ago right so we were actually quite an old school kind of um kind of body so yeah well we we, we should be doing stuff in just a bit more natural way so look the there's no secret sauce in the shoe all we're saying is take your shoes off right and and it's <laughs> and, and it's hard to argue with strong healthy feet and whatever you wear on game day or on the marathon to get your four percent or whatever it is you know strong found strong foundation to all of that is 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 a tough one to argue with and and you can go and check out the science yeah it's pretty it's pretty rad to hear um you said something too about you know whatever you whatever you throw on game day uh what do you mean by that like when you know whatever shoe you put on to get that extra bit of performance boost go do it but without a strong foundation uh, you, you may yeah, not be I mean, reaping the full benefits. Yeah, I mean, I would just say the most important thing is the thing you do most of the time. So, like, it's okay to have a beer from time to time. It's okay to wear high heels if it makes, you know, out, out on a Saturday evening, if, if that's what you want to do. It's okay to drink sugary drinks and sneak a chocolate bar and all of that sort of stuff. But it's what you do the majority of the time, um, that the foundational stuff that is important. So um it's the same thing with 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 footwear in my opinion um and does do, do these kind of um the the mechanical doping shoes that are everyone's talking about now make you run a bit faster um i don't know maybe they do but um they definitely don't make your they definitely don't set your feet up to be stronger and healthier uh, and that's a fact um so do are are there two you know with with standing is one body weight walking's two running is three is thing are sports like basketball and skateboarding do they require a bit extra padding and support probably yes because they're not natural so my, my kind of point around game day or race day is um you know without even having to enter into that conversation of is that exactly the right footwear or not and that's a we can go down that rabbit hole if you like. Um, the, 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 yeah, the most important thing is what you're doing most of the time. That's powerful. You, I mean, we you you got, agree with yeah. that? Oh, yeah, I think so. You know, we've got 24 hours in a day, and let's say six to eight of them were, were sleeping, and then maybe an hour to two, you're at the gym training like intentionally to, let's say you're building muscle or getting better coordination, balance, whatever it is that you're working on in the gym. And then we've got this other 
you know, 14, 14, 15 hours of potential training time. And it doesn't need to be, you know, specific lifts or specific uh, uh, exercises that you're doing. It can be as simple as just putting your body through those extra reps or that extra time in natural movement. And if we're locked yeah. away, like in a, in a coffin shoe or something that's got a lot of padding where your foot's not doing something natural, it would seem yeah. that your foot would be getting weaker over time where you would need to go yeah. towards more of a, of a padded shoe or something that gives you more support because your foot keeps getting weaker. So you need to get more and more padding on. Yeah, and that's yeah. where we run into a lot of trouble is, you know, individuals that are saying like, this is the shoe that my, my, do my doctor recommended to me and it feels really comfortable without realizing, you know, the, the long-term effects. You know, what happens yeah. five or 10 years down the road uh, now that your feet have gotten weaker, atrophied, when it could have been a time where you're, you, you continue to stimulate um, that natural movement, that natural cycle. Yeah. 100%, 100%, yeah. And, and it's like, um, yeah, your feet and your body um, adapt to the environment you put them in um, and, uh, and weaken as a result. So, you know, the, the truth is, is we all spend too much time sitting in chairs and we all spend a bit too much time wearing wearing um shoe-shaped um footwear and so as a result our feet are weak and shoe-shaped and as a result our bodies are are, are pretty weak and chair-shaped um so yeah we've got to, we've got to snap out of that get 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 our kind of core strength back um have nice upright and alert posture beautiful healthy feet and um we can run and move kind of uh you know long into later life so there's, there's stats, you know, there's like 70 or 80% of recreational runners suffer from some kind of injury, which is right. just bananas, right? Like, cause we're, <laughs> if you read, if you read the, um, you know, Daniel Lieberman's kind of seminal paper, you know, we are, or, or you've read the book and read the paper, then, um, then, then, you know, humans are born to run, you know, we are Truth. perfect, upright running specimens. So the fact that we get a, a something wrong there if we're all getting injured um doing what we're kind of designed to do so so yeah. it's a wild statement to to say you've already know we're born to run and then it's easy to write off and say like, oh you're born to run until you're 50 and then as soon as you hit 50 all of a sudden there's like this chronic pain spectrum that is just expected uh when yeah. we can sh shift that that status quo of you know why do we get chronic pain it's not because we're aging it's because we're we're being ineffective in our in our training methods or in our movement methods and yeah. really comes down to just providing opportunities to be in that environment it made me think yeah. of something because my foot's definitely changed shape and i used to wear um, a lot of converse and like nike freeze and boots and like pointy boots you know i got line dancing mm -hmm. or uh, be working out in the yard and being wearing boots that just it's already got a lot of support to it it's got a little heel lift to it and yeah. your foot doesn't move in that thing you feel really solid um, and now I can't fit into those anymore. <laughs> I literally tried to put my foot into them the other day yeah. and it was like, well, these are, these yeah. are no good. And it, it wasn't even comfortable. It was like my foot had gone from a, you know, toes that were stuck together. I spent a lot of time barefoot, so it wasn't, they, they weren't a big, yeah. a bunch of big issues, but my foot went into this, uh, spacey, spacey realm, but now they only fit right into, in a minimalist footwear. I was talking yeah. to a, to a kid the other day, we coached some youngins, you know, between the ages of eight to eight to 12. And they looked down at my feet and they're like, you got some weird shoes on. What are those? And I looked down at theirs and I said the same thing back to them. I was like, well, your foot looks like this like cylinder or like this yeah. little triangular cylinder. And they're looking at mine that look like a club foot or something or just something that's so wide. And 
um, it made me think of like, it really does start with our, our kids, right? Starts with yeah. that young age and the foundation being set. You guys actually yeah. have uh, kids footwear. Have you guys always sold kids footwear? Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, if, if I'm honest, it's been, it's always been a bit of a crazy business model from a kind of a shoe business or we like, we like to call shoes the, the bad guys. So we call what we do footwear. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we've always had a bit of a crazy business model because most shoe businesses go, we're like, you know, you're either a trail shoe brand or you're a kind of, you're a gym shoe or you're a kind of running shoe or whatever, but, but obviously barefoot is a category in itself. So when you, when you drink the Kool-Aid and, you know, you believe in the importance of it, we were like, well, you know, as you say, it starts with starts a lifetime of, 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 of wearing shoes obviously starts time starts when you're younger right it starts when you're a kid um, and kids kids feet are actually kind of 70 percent cartilage until their formative years so that they're, they're, they're wow. literally kind of plastic so or like um, um like plasticine so you if they literally kind of do take the shape of um of of, of what you put them in you know if you think of the chinese foot binding when Oh yeah, it's insane. In, yeah, it's insane. So it's like they literally bind the shoes and they kind of become, you know, they bind the feet and 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 then ultimately they broke the arches. So it, it's pretty harsh. It was a kind of cultural thing, kind of born out of having small feet was considered kind of very regal and prestige. Not um, only little feet, it was like in like dysfunctional. Like you couldn't yeah, use yeah. them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I think like some of the some of the early kind of trends of dysfunctional footwear were I think born out of the kind of the, the the layers of society or the upper echelons of society that because if you could wear crazy shoes like with long toes and on massive and in and, and crazy shaped heels and it kind of meant that you didn't have to you know work the land you know you didn't have <laughs> yeah you, you know you had people doing your stuff because you could just totter around your kind of big mansion um and then, sounds absolutely and then, ridiculous <laughs> sounds absolutely ridiculous and you know i'm sure they thought that at the time but yeah so kids it's frankly a public health scandal right because because you know making you know making shoes that are fundamentally affecting or making anything that fundamentally affects a kid's health you know will make and it makes any parent kind of um turn white um but yeah you know um feet you know 90 eight 99% of feet are born perfect you know bunions are not hereditary most mm. foot conditions are not hereditary they're, they're 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 caused by shoes there may be hereditary kind of um um kind of likelihoods to it happening more um but but yeah kids have amazing feet leave them as barefoot as possible i remember when my son was one or two i've got this beautiful video of him running along the, the poolside like on really hard concrete you know leaning right into it and it's like a slow motion oh, video man. on my iphone camera you can just like see the feet land and the toes splay and just everything working beautifully so yeah he's got the the technology is built within us right we just start there, to yeah. inhibit it over time yeah yeah it's all there man well, I mean, so you guys in the footwear compared to like the shoe industry, it seems like the shoe industry is still scared shitless of, of barefoot or minimalist training. You go into any, pretty much any shoe store and you're not going to find, you might find one minimalist shoe that's kind of off to the side and it's not really, it's just kind of an off, it's got a little more minimalist feel to it. But it seems that 
you know, you go into a shoe store, somebody that knows a lot about feet, let's say, and they put you over a pressure sensor and go, oh, you're over supinated or over pronated. This is the best shoe for you, for your foot. It seems, it seems so right when you're in that moment of like, oh, this person's assessing my foot. They're putting me in the right shoe. That's based on what my, my foot looks like. When it really seems that it's kind of be going more and more backwards in the sense that your foot is going to become more dysfunctional the more you put it into a shoe that's holding your foot into that position versus letting it going through its natural natural flow. Yeah, um, do you guys, yeah. guys deal with that a lot with, uh, with the shoe industry saying like, no, you're still wrong, even with all the research that's out? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, um, we're a small challenger brand kind of, um, you know, trying to challenge the industry in, in, in our own way. I mean, like, uh, it's a bit of a vicious circle there, right? Because we're arguably, you know, the, I don't think there's any kind of, there's not any kind of malicious intent. It's, and if you watch Shespiracy doc, if you watch Shespiracy, mm-hmm. which is um, a, a video that we kind of co-created in a, it's almost like a trailer with the, with the, the idea was that we get, we, we try and inspire a producer out there to make a fully independent one, but it's, it's got a lot of independent big, big Don scientists and biomechanists and stuff that are on the barefoot train. But, um, you know, and, and, and Dan Lieberman there says that we're arguably, you know, um, trying to fix a problem that she's caused in the first place. Um, and, 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 and there's something interesting kind of about that statement. And, and I, and I don't think that there's any malice involved. They're not like, it's, we're just trying to, that right. <laughs> we've gone down this road and we're just trying to fix it, fix it and make this perfect shoe. But the reality is, is the foot is already good. It's fine, right? It actually gets, it does get biomechanically or challenged later down the line, but but you you can, in many cases, kind of reverse that damage, but it's not a silver bullet. You know, you got to get there. The light bulb's got to go off and then you've just got to go, okay, right. Step out of your shoes, take your time, walk before you can run, let gravity do its thing, stand up on your desk, don't sit down and start to kind of let all these natural the, 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 the natural three kind of systems kick into place. Yeah, it's kind of like a lack of, or a loss of, of common sense and literally meaning sense of like feeling your feet. I have so many people that get, get scared of taking off their shoes yeah, yeah, because like- the shoes are their support. Like that is their lifeline. Without the shoes, they cannot move. Like get my shoe back on, I gotta throw it back on. And it, it really is a, is a leap of faith initially when you've put yourself through years and years and years of more and more dysfunction. And things start rising up and you, you go through the healthcare system. And like I said, you know, your lower back pain, oh, we got to fix your lower back or you hurt your shoulder. We got to fix your shoulder without analyzing this person for who they are and empowering them to, uh, to make a choice and to understand like all their habits and routines and lifestyle choices have brought them to this point. There's simple little things like just taking off your shoes and going and walking around your yard every day. Or you take your shoes off when you're sitting at your desk. You don't have to really just stand up at your desk, just take them off and let your feet breathe so they're not being so compressed Uh, i think it's it's so powerful in that in the messaging um to to put the power back into the individual's hands the human's hands versus an authority figure telling you don't do this don't do that avoid this avoid that don't go running anymore if it hurts you versus let's take steps to get you to where you want to be no big time yeah i mean we we do live in a bit of a kind of silver bullet kind of mentality of the you know by you know you got a headache take a pill your 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 knees injured put on a brace you're running wrong here's a perfect shoe do you know what i mean but so <laughs> i but, but but i do believe we're we're start you unpick that 
kind of mentality now where as you were saying earlier in the conversation you know if you've got a if you've got a back problem or a sore neck or or, or, or a cranky shoulder or something there's usually something further down the chain that's kind of that's caused that but um you know it's like it's it's pretty simple stuff at the end of the day like i get it it's it, it's tough to think that the um that some of the biggest sexiest footwear brands in the world are kind of not getting it quite right um so it's just tough to kind of get over that 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 space but ultimately at the end of the day you take your shoes off it feels great and that's all we're talking about here right just taking your shoes off feels good you run around on the beach you don't need them you wear you wear you go shoeless on holiday you don't you don't you don't you don't kind of um you don't miss them at all and in it's fact that simple. you probably think about it you, you really quite like it it's that simple yeah yeah who would have guessed you know take off your shoes to to fix your feet versus putting in an arch support yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do you, what would indeed. you say to somebody who's in there? Like they've never done minimalist before. They rarely spend time barefoot. They're in their fifties, forties, fifties, sixties, and experiencing a lot of discomfort, especially in their feet. Um, and they're hearing this. How would you, how would you have them transition? If they were interested in going about this, would you say, nope, stay clear of it or, Hey, take little steps. What's a, what's kind of a stepping stone way to, uh, to get into that healthy, healthy foot. Yeah. I mean, um, the you know it's the classic you got to walk before you can run and you got to be stand before you can walk and 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 um the truth is is kind of how long is a piece of string there's not like a magic six-week program to kind of transition the main thing is is getting is, is is getting out of your shoes starting um by just standing standing and walking and letting gravity do its thing you've got you've got three kind of um systems within your body you've got the nervous system which is obviously all the nerve endings and, 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 the, and the, the point we were talking about in terms of the, the sensory feedback loop, feeling the ground, engaging your nerve receptors for the first time, getting that connection kind of going again. You've, you've got your muscles and tendons, which are literally like your, na your natural spring shock absorption and, 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 and elastic recoil, right? So if you've had arch support, one of your, one of your major shock absorbers is your plantar fascia underneath your arches so if you've had arch support then all of that is weak if your heels have been up in the air then your your your, your, your achilles tendon is usually a little bit shorter so you've got to take time for these systems to get back into place and 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 and, and functioning again right um when you talk about things like um morton's toe or kind of um big foot um, um deformities um it can the truth is, is it can get a bit more complicated. Like don't, don't, don't go out running. Don't go out and do a 10 miler <laughs> straight away. Um, they swear by so these yeah, things. Take you know, your foot strong. Yeah. Yeah, your foot strong. Yeah, throw your shoes away. Everything will be fine. Um, um, yeah. So let's just take your time. We've got, we've got really good resources. I'm going to plug the website now, vivobarefoot.com. Go there. We won't sell you a shoe. You don't need them. Just take your shoes off. Um, and, and there's really good resources there, but yeah, stand, walk, run, practice your squat, um, which is all about kind of ankle and hip, hip mobility, which is key to kind of natural movement and yeah, standing, walking, um, squatting and, and, and kind of getting everything back in shape and lots of air between those toes. That's wonderful, man. A, a shoe cobbler saying, don't, don't put shoes on, <laughs> take a, yeah, take them off. Yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> Yeah, and we, I mean, we talk yeah. to our, our clients a lot 
people who are transitioning into this, um, you know, they're like, oh, all right, is this right for me? And I was like, yeah, it's just go, go try them on, go, go figure it out. And, you know, there's not a perfect stepping stone way of step one, step two, step three. It's just start feeling your body. And as soon as you start throwing them on, you're going to experience discomfort if you're not used to being barefoot, right? It's not a, just an easy, oh, I throw them on and my foot's strong. You've got to, just like with any muscle, any, any movement, you've got to strength train it. You've got to put the reps in and um, knowing that it's going to be a little uncomfortable and, and saying, all right, I've got my old pair of shoes. I got my, my Vivos. It's okay to go back to your other shoes if you're feeling a bit uncomfortable, but, but, but keep transferring into those new, new kicks or go barefoot more and more often. And over time, your body will adapt. You actually will feel your toes spread out. You will feel the ground beneath your feet. And it almost becomes like a, a, a game where you get to play with the ground, right? You get to sense all these yeah. different angulations. Like you had mentioned earlier, a uh, tennis player yeah. um, who had been missing some of that lateral motion. You see a lot of people come in with big clunky shoes and we do a lateral lunge or a, a rotational shuffle. And they like, they're afraid of tipping over because their shoe yeah. is so, they're so high up that it just tilts yeah. and they feel like they're going to roll an ankle versus just cut the bottom out and, and feel your it's foot, totally, feel yeah. the ground. It's like, it's, yes, it's, it's, it's kind of mindful movement, you could say, because obviously it's about connecting to your movement, which is tough to do when you're missing one of your major movement sensors, which is your feet. And, and, and so, yeah, you, connecting to your feet, um, feeling, feeling the, 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 the weight distribution in your feet, getting a nice upright posture, just when you're standing and waiting for a bus or waiting in the bank queue or, or whatever, but just when you're standing, just feel your posture nice and straight. Feel where your weight is, that it's not too far back on your heel, that it's not too far back on your toes, that your big toes are engaged. Um, it's the, the, the big toe and the ball of your foot are your kind of major anchor and pivot point. Um, so just getting that big toe back in the game, getting those toes splayed um, and just yeah. Yeah, being aware of just your standing technique. Um, and then you can, and that's fun. That's a nice kind of, kind of like kind of process into into a new way of into a new way of moving and you're you're you're, you're going to experience all that cool stuff you know like you're going to be feeling the ground in a way that is um that's totally new um and uh it's a cool process and and, and as your feet adapt um it gets better and the fatty tissue and the soles of your feet kind of get stronger and everything um you know, get, gets back to your supernatural yeah, there's so much, there's so much of that real estate in your brain that, like you said, your hands and your feet that all connected. And once you just start lighting up those receptors in your brain, I guess it's more than just movement, right? It's more than just gaining muscle and gaining strength. There's, it's enjoying life. It's like you, you, your, your feet touch hot sand or cold water or something. You, you get this rush of emotion or energy or, or uh, mm. um, thoughts and and memories, right, of certain things yeah. you've experienced. And the more we're able to experience those things or at least allow for that experience, uh, I, I feel like it's, yeah. we get out of just trying to solve for pain. It's much more of experiencing life for, for what it is in its entirety. Yeah, yes. yeah in, in, in HD. And there actually is really, there are really cool studies. There's cool studies with kind of old people and Alzheimer's of it kind of rehabilitating cognitive function just from being barefoot. And and with kids in classrooms where it kind of improves cognitive function and learning and concentration wow. um, and all of that sort of stuff. It, it hasn't been done yet, but it's one of the ones we want to do because obviously we're talking about the benefits into movement. Um, and it's quite a big leap for people that is like, okay, right, your feet need to be strong and it's connected here and, da, 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 and then you can move well. And, you know, it's quite a big kind of 
investment into and, and leap of faith for, for, for so to speak but it'd be a it's a it's a wonderful study that hasn't happened yet um but you know you know in a world where we're all putting magic powders and and herbal bits and bobs in our coffee to kind of make us think think smarter and kind of come up with better ideas you know when um when 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 the when the penny drops that just being barefoot kind of um you know improves brain plasticity and and stimulates creative minds then uh um you know could see everybody rushing to the store i love it man uh, <laughs> i got a question have you ever looked into like a, a practice for grounding or earthing it's a brilliant question that and it is one that um came up in a recent podcast i had actually um with gabby reese i don't know if you know her she's yeah, a right on. athlete yeah and she brought that up too as well. And um, look, we we all we we fundamentally believe in it all. Um, and grounding, you know, grounding is basically the premise that you, as you know, that you know your your body's a battery, and right down to a, a cellular level, the kind of positive negative charge charge needs to be just so to know whether you have got sick cells or healthy cells, and 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 it ultimately reduces anxiety stimulates kind of regenerative um um healing and and all of that sort of good stuff um i but we haven't so you you need to make the shoes conductive right um, a little metal metal piece right with like yeah, copper yeah, lining or something yeah yeah you can do it in your in the, in your garage with a little kind of copper button um there are more sophisticated <laughs> ways to do it we actually haven't We've we've been fooling around with it to be honest. Um, we haven't gone down that route commercially for two reasons. One is, one is there still is some kind of slightly pokey science around it, so it has it right. doesn't have a kind of it's 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 a challenging big second message when going back to the earlier point of just going up against the um, against um, big shoe with with barefoot is is a is a big enough one as it is, but we're looking at it and um you know i think it's safe to say you're probably going to see a little bit of uh grounding technology kind of arrive in our shoes in the next couple of years that's sweet man yeah it seems like it's on the rise just we yeah. were in such a uh, non-conductive surfaces right stuff that yeah. just is insulating us and a lot of times it is yeah. that that sole in the shoe or the sock or our, our rubber floors and um yeah. it's cool that you guys are looking into that and, and diving deeper because it is a it's a little woo woo for people um, is, yeah. we're on we're on the earth all day all day long yeah. every day and yeah. there's a time where we were sleeping on the ground and touching the ground with our our feet so totally, that's rad yeah. man that's rad but yeah you can do it you can you can get ground as you know right you can get the grounding sheets for your bed because you you know back to the earlier point you don't need to be grounded all day to get your get the benefits so you can get one on your bed you can also get the conductive mats where at your standing desk um and if you, as long as you're getting 30 I think they say it's around 30 minutes a day just to kind of balance everything out. Then um, there's a lot of people that swear by the, the effects and there's, there's, there's compelling science around it too. Yeah. I've seen a lot of research of just, uh, especially with like rheumatoid arthritis and especially yeah. in like the feet and in the hands, just applying that, that yeah. groundedness, that negative charge yeah. to, to release it. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing where you guys go with that in, in the future. Yeah, man. We'll keep, we'll keep you in the loop what's uh what's vivo's future look like what are you guys stoked about what's what's building uh what's kind of the next three to five years look like for you guys 
Um, another great question. I mean, we're we're on a um, we're on a regenerative journey as a business. So kind of so um, obviously the key foundational part of Vivo is is around foot health. Um, so we we talk about um, um, healthy healthy people, healthy footwear, healthy planet, um, or healthy community, healthy footwear, healthy business. So. Um, you know, in, 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 in a world where, frankly, sustainability is not enough, you know, we need to move into a gear of kind of, of, of regeneration, like ultimately uh, a net positive business um, for, for, for people and planetary health. So sustainability is a big thing um, with us. And um, we're, the, the, the kind of promised land is is to create regenerative footwear and experiences that bring us closer to nature and our natural potential is our what. So, you know, we, we believe that the more time people spend in nature, you know, doing natural stuff, the, 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 the healthier and happier they will be, the more they'll value nature and the beautiful virtuous circle of, of everything kind of keeping in a nice, um, balance for generations to come um, um, will happen. So we're in, a, we're in a big kind of constant transformative and growing kind of uh, business environment of, of reporting on the triple bottom line. It's not just about profit for us in the tr traditional sense of the word. We just became a B Corp um, end of last year. Um, so oh, we're, that's we're so that. rad, yeah. And, that's and awesome. So we're, you know, we're not stopping there. We're kind of using it as a, as a kind of measure and a platform to make it all better we you know we want to we want to make vivo the best place in the world to work and have a, a thriving and, and vibrant kind of culture and, uh, and place to work um, and uh, the final thing is you know it's 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 no secret that the world is moving in a kind of digital and very connected direction we're we're a direct consumer business um, obviously in the recent kind of year of wave after wave of covid um it's 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 made that kind of even more important so our big challenge is how to use technology to reconnect people with you know their potential and the natural world um so we're we're we're, we're um, investing heavily in in kind of exciting kind of platforms and systems to to um to to to, to try and deliver that just letting people know like how, you know what, what's happening down there right you happen to do it proprioceptively and so subconsciously that it, you know your body's organizing all the systems together so it'd be cool to to see that like written out on a on a i'm imagining like a force plate or imagining like a, how your foot strikes the ground or um, yeah yeah exactly bringing that. Those yes. together yeah yeah so we're we're putting together um a really cool training kind of platform and, I, and when i say training i mean more like a kind of barefoot journey platform so it's something in your earlier point is like right um what what do people need to know if they want to go go there so it will kind of deal with all walks of life like if, if you want to get into barefoot it will be a place it, it, you know we want to facilitate that and make that as easy and and interesting as possible um we, we have um, there'll be foot scanning and so wow. you can kind of measure your, your, your barefoot journey. There will be, um, we have force plates obviously in our stores, but it's going to become more and more important to have that in footwear, um, mm -hmm. to kind of effectively try and put the coach in your, uh, under your feet. <laughs> um, and, um, and then, you know, we're, we're, 
you know, we're, we're trying to make the best shoes in the world, the best trail shoes, the best walking shoes, the best lifestyle shoes. Um, and we need to do that in a more transparent um, and um, an ultimately kind of net positive way in the not too distant future. Um, so we're investing in technology and exciting kind of innovation streams and really exciting partnerships to make things simpler and quicker um, with with um, less less um, lack of transparency and um, and end of life solutions. Man, that's so rad. I'm I'm stoked for where you guys are headed. Uh, I wanted yeah. to bring up one other thing too that, that I've seen recently with you guys. Um, I was working with uh, algae and seaweed. Like, tell me, tell me more about that. You guys are putting, making seaweed shoes. Or yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So we, you know, part of it's not the only part, but it, part of the the kind of regenerative journey is is materials. Um, as I said before, like the end of life is the kind of elephant in the room. It's kind of it doesn't matter what you make something out of. It's kind of how long it lasts for and, and, and what we can do with it at, at the end of its life. But so we, we, we have three material kind of buckets, if you like. One is biosynthetic, one is recycled to be recycled, the other one is natural. Um, so the simple goal there is, is when you make things out of mono materials, they're a lot easier to deal with at end of life. So that helps us, um, kind of keeps us focused on that journey of either only making or trying to but it's not easy in every category um, trying to make things use the best that nature has to offer for certain products or the best um, when you need synthetics monosynthetics it can be recycled and in the case you're talking about the exciting new world of biosynthetics um, so we did a shear in 2017 a company called algix and the, the materials called bloom which is an algae based eva um so it was it's 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 a it's got a front end kind of um environmental benefit in that it it, it 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 in that algae is natural in the in the world in fact it's the kind of um it's the foundation of frankly sea life as we know it is some of the first life on planet earth but but in in non-regenerative farming you have the acid runoff and it creates a it, it creates an environment for acid for algae to bloom hence the name oh, wow. bloom. um so so by taking by taking the, the the algae away you reduce the co2 into the atmosphere and you also clean up the waterway because it gets suffocated um so yeah we made we didn't make it but the the partner that we we aligned with from from algex um created this cool foam called bloom and we made a a a, a kind of amphibious shoe um at the time um made using bloom it's 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 still a pretty low percentage of of algae and and like i said it's far from perfect but it's but but we really see it see these these um as 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 important kind of lighthouse moments to kind of inspire the industry that there are new solutions right they're not perfect solutions but there are new solutions and and, and in, our, in 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 that way it kind of um it keeps the innovation moving and, and hopefully the bigger guys get on board, which they all are. And we can, we can start putting more money into cleaner materials and solutions. Yeah. Man, I'm so stoked for that. That's, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to interview you guys uh, over at Vivo, just because you guys are literally on the cutting edge. You guys are on that, that innovation train and trying to be creating something that isn't just a great product, but is sustainable for the entire planet. And it's building a community. It's got solid energy around it. And you guys continue to, to push the boundaries and push the limits uh, since you started. I think there's 
quite a few times where I was like seeing you guys kind of like come down, come up, come down, come up. And I was like, oh, I want Bebo to make it. And you guys seem like you're on a, on a solid trend uh, towards taking over this, uh, this industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, we almost lost our way a couple of times. It wasn't easy kind of getting through, but we're in a, we're in a healthy place. Um, we've got a long way to go. We, we, are, we are our own worst critics of our homework and we're far from perfect. Um, but we've got an, a really exciting challenge ahead to kind of um, bring, uh, bring people along with us and, and make our shoes and, and our overall business impact um, as positive um, as we can, as regenerative as we can. And um, it keeps us getting out of bed in the morning and, and doing our thing um, feet first. I appreciate what you guys are doing, man. Um, I know you mentioned before, check you guys out on vivobarefoot.com. Where can we find out the, the science, the research, all the, the articles that you guys kind of bring into uh, to your practice? Yes, good point. Um, if you go to discover on vivobarefoot.com um, uh, or, or the Vivo Barefoot YouTube, you will see Shoe Spiracy. So we're actually just um, launching, we're, we're just doing our next sales conference um in and, in and around the science with a research study that we were part of that's just come out of liverpool university um the 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 result is after six months of wearing vivo shoes your feet get 60 percent stronger and your balance improves by 40 percent holy man that's that's, that's miraculous it's a big one it's a big one you're going to see it all live and direct um middle of next month so go um go to Vivo Barefoot slash Shoespiracy or just go to um, go to find out more Shoespiracy on vivobarefoot.com or just Google Shoespiracy. You will find um, the, the yellow brick road and uh, check it out. Yeah. Super rad, man. Thank you so much for taking some time. I know we had a, uh, funky stuff with the timing, but it worked out, man. And uh, really looking forward to uh, our listeners here in this conversation and just kind of diving deeper into not only minimalist footwear, but the, the future of their health and community's health and, and ultimately our planet's health. Um, cool. Hope you guys all, all go check out Vivo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for your um, time. It was fun to, uh, you know, talk feet and um, yeah, good luck with, um, with, with everything and, and speak to you guys soon. Enjoy. Enjoy the shoeless experience. Right on. Thank you, Asher. Appreciate you, man. Bye now. Bye-bye.